going on, guys? Man, having an amazing time. Season 2, Episode 8. Want to talk to him about what we're going to discuss on the show today, Oak? Yes, sir. Greetings. We're going to talk about the essence of sustainability, being in the moment, and the power of no-mo. Yes, Lord. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Serendipity with Inky Johnson across all podcast platforms as well as YouTube. Be sure to like, share, comment, and subscribe. Hope you guys enjoy the show. Peace. Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to Serendipity Podcast, Season 2, Episode 8. I'm Ink, man. I'm Oak. What's happening, y'all? Uh, no, nah, not what's happening, y'all. We are the champions. <laughs> Bruh, we are the champions. Let me go and get to it Who right now. Who are the champions? The Atlanta. Atlanta yes, sir. Brave, not Cobb County. The Atlanta. Talk brave. about it. Yeah. We are we the champions, man. I right just, on. I just had to just start out with that, man. Right on, you man. You know what I'm saying? Just yeah. the excitement and the and all of what that means. It, it it goes a lot deeper than just a ball and a bat and a glove, mm. though. Yes, sir. You know, so yes, as, sir. as we uh as we continue this dialogue, we'll get into it. Yeah, no how doubt. You, how you doing today, Bob? I'm all good, man. At least I think so. You know, sure, I'm man. all good, no complaint, nothing to complain about. You know, if it was, it wouldn't be no need to do it anyway. Yes, sir. How yes, about sir. you? How you feeling? Shh, man, I can't pull a pound for barking down, man. <laughs> Just laying low in the weed, waiting for something to fall down. <laughs> man, let's get into it, man. Yes, sir. Yes, so, sir. you know, I got I got this card, Oak. Uh, I sent it out once to a dude, and he was like, man, I don't know about that. Right? And it reads, this place where you are right now, God circled on a map for you. Yes, sir. This place where you are right now, God circled on a map for you. Talk to us, oh. Um, first, you know, surface level, everything, everything that you go through is, is for a purpose, is mm-hmm. intentional, is is, uh, in order, the way it was predestined to be. Right. Right. And the way I look at it is destiny and choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do they merge? How do they marry? Right. Destiny and choice. Yeah. You know, we things. You know, people believe everything is predestined. Yeah. Cool. Right. I'm good with that. Right. But I also believe, you know, we're given the 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 the, the freedom, the gift of choice, free will. Mm-hmm. Right. So you and I being here right now was preordained. Right. What I don't think is preordained is what you decide to do with it and what I decide to do with it. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. So every moment, you have the opportunity to uh, manifest your God self. Mm-hmm. And so right now, this is circled on the map for you, right? This right. moment where your feet are. Now, what do you decide to do with it? Mm-hmm. Do you uh, help others? Do you inspire others? Do you heal others? Do you uplift others? Do you uh, take care of yourself? Yes. Do you heal, you know, work on the process of healing yourself? Meaning, do you provide something positive, something healthy, something beneficial mm-hmm. for you and your surroundings? Or are you making the decision to be less than your best? Mm. Yeah. It's your choice, right? Yeah. So at every moment, God gave us the gift mm-hmm. of free choice to be and create and recreate who you want to be in that moment. In that moment. That's, you know, you yes. ask me, I, I, you know, people ask, how you doing? Man, I'm excellent in this moment. Yeah. 15 minutes from now, you know, all hell could break loose. And I have the 
you know, recalibrate and mm-hmm. get back to a place of um, civility and a place of peace. And, yeah. and as I say, get back to zero, locate my ego, right? No doubt. But every moment you're given the opportunity to reinvent yourself. Yeah. So say say that, that, that quote again. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Yes, sir. This place where you are right now, God circled on a map for you. I wonder how many right nows do we miss? Mm. Yeah. Because we're looking for the next now. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right? Yep. Man, I can't wait to Friday. Mm. I can't wait to Saturday. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know, my birthday coming up. <laughs> cool. No pressure with you that. You're going to turn up. You know right. We're going to turn up for my birthday. Right? <laughs> but what about right now? Right now. In Absolutely. this moment. Yeah. What is it that you're you're supposed to experience mm-hmm. that's going to enhance you? Yeah. That's going to enhance your heart. Right. That's going to enhance your being. Yeah. Right? And so when we're in the 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 promise of now, mm-hmm. right? Then we eliminate the possibility of you know, depression. Mm-hmm. We eliminate the possibility of being down. Yeah. If I can get into now, now it's hard. It's hard. Oh, no question. Like and and shout out to we've all you know have bouts and, and with depression and 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 all forms of being less than our best. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm just offering a prescription mm. of if we can get into the moment of now and understand God's greatness and God's gift and and being gracious and being and having a spirit of gratitude, then in the moment of now, in the mm-hmm. moment of now then we can combat those forces that, that press us to be less than our best. Yeah. I I um I firmly believe, like, when you say God has circled this moment on the map for you, I firmly believe when things show up, moments, situations, people that we didn't warrant, right, that we didn't bring about from self-infliction, whatever mm-hmm. the case may be, if something is present in your life, if it's an unfortunate situation, fortunate situation, right, I look at it in terms of if it showed up, I didn't warrant it. I didn't bring I didn't do it through self-infliction. If it shows up, I firmly believe it's there to teach me something. Mm-hmm. Right? Now, what that is, I don't know yet. Like, I tell people all the time, like, when I get delayed on a flight, right, I used to be like, man, I can try to get one of these planes <laughs> and get up out of here, right? Uh-huh. But now I look at it from the space and place of what am I being protected from, right? Just looking at it differently in terms of, this moment, God put me in it for a reason. God circled on the map for me. Now my job is, mm-hmm. what's the lesson in it, yes, right? Sir. What can yes, I extract sir. from it? How can I be better as a result of it? And so I'm picking up what you're putting down, man. Yeah. I'm with you on that. And 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 I guess as we go forward, man, I don't want to, or I want to be careful that we 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 don't speak so esoterically, mm-hmm. in in the sense that you know it's just out there in the ether, if you will, but just in some very real life situations like you know the um the flight getting delayed right. I'm stuck in traffic right you know what I'm saying I didn't get out the house in time this morning or you know when when the best late plans go awry mm-hmm. what is it just having the mindset of automatically and and practicing enough to automatically go to the thought process of okay what am I supposed to get out of this right yeah right and that the answer to that becomes very real and very tangible. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. So I, I don't want us to uh, 
to kind of, you know, make it seem like we've kind of glossing over life. Yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? It's real. Right? Life is real. But yet yeah. there still is and there still are ways in which we can um combat situations and circumstances and experiences mm -hmm. to make them work for for the greater good. Yeah. Yeah. I got you. Let's get into it. Well, you know where I'm getting where I'm going, man. Yeah, talk to me, man. Let's go. What if anything? Yeah. Does it mean to you that the Atlanta Braves are World Series champions? Yeah, you know. The Atlanta me, man. Braves baseball talk. Well, first off, first oh, off, man. first off. Hold on, no, 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 no. First you know off, me, first man. off, man. Tell the folks. Let's not gloss over your history with baseball. My history and then your personally? present, yeah, personally, your history, yeah, uh, with the game of baseball and and, and also now presently mm -hmm. with with Lil Ink, yeah, like where where does baseball stand so we can put this in proper context? Right, yeah, baseball very important um, for a number of reasons. Played it my whole life uh, from a kid up until you know I was a senior in high school. Um, loved it, you know. Grew up not too far from Turner Field. Yeah. You know, old yeah. Fulton County Stadium. First time I went to a game with my uncle, Cat hit a foul ball, ran for it, Cat pushed me down the steps at the stadium. <laughs> we we about got kicked out. You know what I'm it, saying? Because it, it was about to be uh, on. Oh, ain't even, it wasn't about. It, it went was on. It went <laughs> it down. Went, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, man, love it. You know, my son plays it. I feel like it's an incredible tool. But just for the city of Atlanta and the history, right, you know, of course, quite naturally, for those of us that grew up Southeast Atlanta, you know, Hank Aaron is that mm, dude. That's that guy. Yeah. But it's a lot of other pieces from David Justice, Marque Marquise Grissom, you know, all these guys, Chipper Jones, uh, Greg Maddox, you know, John Smokes, John Rocker, Bobby yeah. Cox, like all the guys, man, that came through the city that we used to watch coming up. Um, I love it, man. And so to see them win it uh, this year, I think for the city it was a good thing, mm -hmm. you know, with not only what the world has went through over the past year and a half coming up on two years, but quite naturally when you win a city, you know, you see some of the things that that city goes through. And so for everything that the city has faced this year, I think it was good for the city yeah. of Atlanta to win it, man, but also just the history of the Braves and what it brought to us present day mm -hmm. you know with what mm -hmm. they went through and so i could talk about them all day man so go ahead get into it what it means to you um you know i, I when you first said you know we just talking about the game itself right atlanta the mm -hmm. braves yeah you know being georgia born georgia bred till i'm georgia dead yes sir anything a town i'm all you know ten toes down on it need that you know what i'm saying this red clay for real um Dale Murphy. Yeah. Claudel Washington. Yeah. Bob Horner. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Brett Butler. <laughs> the great Pasquale Perez. Man, mm. gone somewhere. But anyway, um, you know, even uh, even Ron Washington, even yeah. even Dusty Baker. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Dusty was on the uh Did the Braves the, draft on, him? Or he just I, played with him when Hank Aaron. I don't know if they drafted yeah. him or not, but he was on the on deck circle when Hank hit that hit hit the uh, home run. Yeah, uh, to uh, break Bay roof record, mm. right? But um, the thing for me, and I I told 
my family members in our group text, right? Mm -hmm. The Braves, I mean, winning meant um, something a little different, okay. right? Because baseball, for the men in my family, the, my elders, my ancestors who have gone on, my granddad, great-granddad, my other granddad, my dad, my uncles, right? Yeah. You know, it wasn't basketball. It wasn't football. It was baseball. You know, they played, you had the Negro Leagues, you know, Josh sure. Gibson was born like 10 miles from where I'm from, mm. right? So baseball was huge, like for real, for real. Yeah. And the Braves were their team. And so it baseball to me symbolizes, uh, it's one of the few things where uh, black men stepped outside of being stoic mm. and showed their emotions. Yeah. Right? Gotcha. So I always had an an attachment to baseball because I could see the joy in their eyes when the Braves would win. Mm. You know, yeah. cats who having to get up and work from can't see to can't see. Mm. You know, from sun up to sundown. Can't see to can't see. You can't see in the morning can't when they leave. You can't, can't see, see at, at night, night when they, they come get home. home. Right. Yes, and and for them to on a Sunday, you know, kind of a rest day after church and listen to the Braves, or you know, fortunate enough with the antenna could see the Braves and whatnot, and how yeah. it made them feel. No doubt. Right? So I, I felt it for them. That's real. You know, the, the the series. And, you know, everybody has their own personal connections. And so now I see, like, watching, you know, the Cats in Boston and New York, the Yankees, Red Sox, and they talk about, you know, the family and their family lineage mm -hmm. and whatnot. Being fans, I can, I can uh, you know, identify with that. Yeah. But also can identify with these cats from, you know, almost every day having the toils and trials and tribulations of the day mm -hmm. from being a black male, yeah, right? And what society throwing at them and just the, 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 the joy, small amount of joy that they will have from listening or watching baseball, right? Mm -hmm. So for the Braves to win it, that's, that's where my mind went. Yeah. And then secondly... You know, having um, uh, a, a little nephew, I call him nephew, he's really my cousin, but he's into baseball, like mm -hmm. like little Ink. You know, they worked yeah, out together one time. Yeah. And um, Tristan. Little Tristan, the champ. And, uh, you know, for him, he had the opportunity to go to two World Series games, yeah, you know, back-to-back, -back, that Friday and Saturday yeah. uh, here. And so for him to, to go um, – that that epitomizes, you know, the 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 legacy, the lineage mm. of of the, my past, and then watching him get the experience to go and watch the Braves win two games in the World Series, you know, something he can pass down to his great grandchildren. Yes, uh, you know what I'm saying. It's so beautiful, man. So this whole, you know, this whole time, this whole season, um, in terms of the fall, in terms of baseball and whatnot, just what it means. For me personally, to to our folks, but you know that's that's the sentiment across the South. Yeah, you know Atlanta, the Braves are this, yeah. the the South that's team. The squad, no doubt. You know you you got buses coming from Mississippi. Yeah, man. North Carolina, South Carolina. Yeah, you know love them. they you know and then turn uh, TBS. So everybody saw the Braves. Yeah, but it really for those I think about those brothers who um, whose voices, whose experiences don't get. To be seen and and um, exemplified mm -hmm. on the public scene, you know, on the public arena. Yeah. Um, I got you. 
them them just just I, I, they were in heaven just smiling. Yeah. 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 That was strong. It's um like baseball is an interesting game, Oak. Like when you think about baseball, the correlation that I have to it, it's a lot of them that we can pull out in terms of life. But baseball is, you know, like basketball, long season. Yeah. Long season, right? And you see cats go through their ups, their downs, their ebbs, mm-hmm. and their flows. And when I see cats, I can't help but to think. Like, you see a Freddie Freeman. Man, drafted at 17. Yeah. Love Freddie Big Freeman. leagues at 20. Love Freddie Starting Freeman, position man. at 21. Yeah. Still in the league, right? And pay you know every year. Hold on, oh, hold on. Double A, pay Freddie, man. All right. Don't pay Freddie, man. <laughs> but anyway, go ahead. Pay Freddie, MV3. <laughs> yes. Pay that man, right? But you know every year somebody has tried to take his position, right? And for yeah. him to produce year after year after year. And I always think in terms of what sustains a cat. Mm. What sustains their talent, their gifts, their abilities? Because cats making already over a hundred million, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so once you get in the hundreds of millions, like the average cat gonna go lay in the satin sheets and be like, "All right, well, I did it. I made it. Buy my cigar. I'm cool." Yeah. And so when I see that, I think about that. And so I want to pose the question to you: What sustains you when it comes to goals, dreams, aspirations? When it comes to projects, whatever, education, like what sustains Oak to operate at the optimal level or the press to operate at that level every single day? What sustains you? Who are you doing it for, bro? That, yeah. that That's the first thing I said. It, I, it may not seem like I thought about that question, but as you were talking, mm-hmm. that's just what was put on my spirit. Yeah. Who are you doing it for? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? It, it, are you doing it? for something outside of yourself. Mm-hmm. Because if you're just doing it for yourself, your 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 individual self can easily be satisfied. Yeah. Which means there's going to come a time and period where you're good, you're straight, right? Yep. But when you're doing it for um, your mom, when you're doing it for your family, when you're doing it for your you know, the legacy, or you're doing it for the ones coming behind you, when you're doing it for your teammates, mm-hmm. when you're doing it for your friend, like, and and that answer must be different every time. Yeah. Because if I'm doing it for, let's say, my son, then I can get to a place, as you're saying, about $100 million, he's good. So now it becomes finite. But right. who are you doing it for and that the answer to who you're doing it for is always different than the answer is infinite. Mm-hmm. So then who you're doing it for will carry you and sustain you day in and day out. I got right? you. Um, and then ultimately you're trying to uphold a legacy. Mm-hmm. Right? We go back to who you you you're being thankful and you're being uh gracious for having the opportunity. Yeah. So the moment that you say, I'm good, the moment that you say, I'm good, I'm good, is the moment that you lose the spirit of gratitude. Done. You're done. Because now it becomes all about you because done. who's good? You're I'm done. good. You're done. Right? Dinner. So you have to, even if you got to fabricate something in your mind to keep going, mm-hmm. right, or, or fabricate a, a reality, yeah. as MJ would, you know, it'd be like what? 
make up some stuff in his head that yeah. somebody said something to him or dissed him or yeah, whatever. Yeah, somebody's mom was right. Some, yeah, that's cool. That's right. on the surface. But ultimately, what was the product? What was the end result? The end result was he showed uh, appreciation for the sacrifices that his mom that his mom made. Mm. Sacrifices for what his father made. Yeah. Sacrifices for uh, that his sisters and brothers made for yeah. him to be in that situation for his wife and his kids. You know, at the time. So, you know, whatever you got to make up in your head to keep going. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, you're showing your appreciation for the people who helped you get to that place. And the moment that you say, I'm good, done. It's over with for you. Yes. And most importantly though, when you say I'm good, you're really just you're really saying to God, man, you're really being disrespectful in my my opinion. Mm. You're like, you know, I know you you've done God all that all that you've done for me, and I appreciate it. But right now, you ain't got to do no more. Mm. You don't have to oh. do anymore, right? Mm-hmm. I, I'm anything else that you do, I don't appreciate. Yeah, because I'm not going after it. I'm not, you know, giving it my same energy. Mm-hmm. So what keeps me going is always remembering who am I doing this for? I'm doing this to show gratitude to God. I'm doing this for all the folks who made sacrifices for me. Mm -hmm. I'm doing this to create a legacy and create a blueprint, if you will, for the ones coming after me, something that they can see and use and and propel them forward. Yeah. I got you. So, yeah, the minute that I, I, you know, that I decide that uh, it's just about me. Yeah. Done. Then it's over with. Yeah. It's over with. What about you? It's an interesting concept to me, Oak. You know, because, um, like, you see people, man, in life that are so talented, skillful, brilliant, incredible. And it's almost as if when they get to a certain point or they acquire certain things Mm -hmm. or they make a certain amount of money or they get a certain position, it's like they regress. Yeah. And you're like, man, what happened? Like, what is that? You know what I'm saying? Like, what is it? That that quest to be better, that quest to constantly try to sustain, that quest to try to grow. Like, what is that? You know what I'm saying? And so I always think about it in terms of just with people on the journey to goals, dreams, and aspirations because if it's predicated upon external factors, mm-hmm. right? That's why I always say to cats, can you be committed to the process of what you're doing without being emotionally attached to the results of what you're doing? That's the main yeah, question I used yeah. to ask cats at Tennessee. You could be committed to the process of what you're doing without being emotionally attached to the results of what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Cats like, nah, I want the result. I'm like, cool, I'm with you. But if the result changes, right. does it change you? Mm-hmm. Right? If you don't get what you want from a situation, does it affect your character? Mm-hmm. If the result changes, what does that do to your commitment and your dedication? If the result changes, are you willing to sacrifice for what you said you wanted? Right. Right. And so when I think about sustainability toward what we want in the quest to try to accomplish in life, I often think about that. That's mm-hmm. why I pose that question. Yeah. And and um, to me, what what comes to mind when you were talking about it is. Uh, is the backstory. Mm-hmm. Right. What's the cat's backstory? Yeah. Meaning like, you know, you, you speak about yours. All the time, but think about your backstory. 
Right. Your backstory is what fuels you. No doubt. Right? Yep. Your backstory is what keeps you going. Every day. The answer to the question is why you keep doing what you're doing or there's no result that's going to keep you from doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Because you had the experiences growing up that no one else saw. You were out there in the morning running. You were waking up playing basketball. You were on Saturdays going back and forth working out with Pops. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? All of those. You were asking mom to stay a little, little extra, stay late. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So I can get in these extra drills. No doubt. That backstory. So the moment that you say, mm-hmm. I'm good, you saying, mom. Dinner. You saying, pops. You saying the folks that sacrifice for you. I'm good on that. Mm. I don't mm. appreciate that anymore. Mm. did not mean nothing. Don't mean nothing anymore now, in this now. moment. Yeah. In this moment. It meant something back then yeah. when I was trying to get what I wanted. Yeah. But once I got what I wanted, it, that... Talk, Don't mean man. nothing Talk. no more. Talk, man. That's life. Talk, man. Take me to church, man. Okay, I'm going to take Why did David beat Goliath? Mm. Right? Yes. As Malcolm Gladwell would say. Meaning, it's in the backstory. Yeah. David was, what was David doing? David mm. had to tend to the sheep. Yes, sir. At night. Yep. To keep the wolves from coming to get the sheep. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. He was just being obedient to his dad. All his other brothers were going off the war. Mm-hmm. So then when David got old enough to go, boom, he went, right? Yeah. They going to put him up against Goliath. Yeah. Put him on all this armor and stuff. Mm-hmm. David what didn't. Say? You got to take this off me, man. So that don't feel right. Because because when I met them wolves in the middle of the night, they protect yeah. the sheep by doing what my dad said do. Uh-huh. By being obedient and yes, submitting sir. to my dad's word. Yes, sir. Right? Which is then ultimately submitting to God's word. Yes, sir. Then now I can take on Goliath, and guess what happened? Mm. Became mm. the victor. Mm. Right? Yes, sir. It's in the backstory. Yeah. So, you know, David is victorious because of the backstory. Question. Do you think David would have been victorious if he never had to be obedient and tend to the sheep? You know the answer to that, Inc. Yeah? You already know the answer. Yeah? No. (laughs) No. It's in in the backstory. It's in in your obedience. It's in that what what made you you. Mm -hmm. It's what allows you to be victorious. Yeah. Not your greatness in this moment. Yeah. Your greatness in this moment is the product, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Everything is product of process. The process is the backstory. Yes, sir. Yep. The, pro- the process is the backstory. That's where the attention lies. So you tell me about anybody. I'm, I, the first thing I meet you, I'm going to say, where you from? Because mm-hmm. that's going to give me an indication. Now we're going to get into what's your backstory. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So immediately knowing you guys, Right, anytime I'm I'm dealing with my students mm-hmm. or people, I want to know where you're from. I'm on Saturday. I'm coming to see how you're living every day. Yeah, that gives me the fuel and gives me the knowledge of who you are. Yeah, right. And then how I can I can best assist you and best support support you. So I got you. <laughs> it's in the backstory. It's in the backstory. It's in the backstory, boss. The excellence, the mastery is in the backstory. I um. I was watching an interview. Oh, when we talk backstory, we talk. The reason I asked that question about tending to the sheep, because oftentimes, whatever that tending to the sheep is, like mm-hmm. you just said, backstory, oftentimes we don't value tending to the sheep. We just want the result, right? And so when we see people in the world that are great at what they do, right, whatever that may be, education, 
basketball, football, whatever, entrepreneurship. Oftentimes, as young people, I say all the time, one of the greatest mistakes we make is thinking where we meet people is where they've always been. Right. Right. And we see a result of greatness, excellence, brilliance, awesome. And young people want to emulate that, the end result. Mm-hmm. Right. And like you always say, man, these cats don't realize, man, these cats be working. Yes. Cats be putting in work. Right. And so I'm watching some on MJ because I'm going to be honest, when I get ready to speak, like when I go somewhere to speak and give a presentation. Yeah. Before I go speak and I'm in a room, I put on MJ highlights. I put on Kobe highlights. I put on AI highlights. I put on Steve Atwater highlights. Brady, right? Like different cats that's executed at a high level for a long time. I put Mm -hmm. on their highlights. I listen to it, right? I'm going to give a presentation to a bank, Mm -hmm. insurance company. But I'm listening to MJ. I'm watching highlights. Get me in the zone, right? And as I'm listening... Before I'm about to go on, I'm backstage in the green room listening, and they asked MJ about the championships, right? Like, man, you keep winning, this, that, and the third. Like, how do you keep it? How do you keep doing it? And MJ was like, to be honest, like, everyone gets a little bit harder, mm-hmm. right? He was like, because it affects the bite. Right. It's like, you don't have the same bite that you had when you won the first one as when you win the fifth one or the fourth one, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. Don't have the same bite, right? When they ask the cat, Brady, what's the best ring? The next one, yeah, right? That's him saying, nah, I still got the bite. It might not be the same, but having respect for cats that figure out how to keep and sustain the bite to get the next one. Yeah. I know MJ, your guy, <laughs> right? <laughs> when you hear MJ talk about, man, the bite might not be the same, but he still figure out ways to conquer and succeed and accomplish, like, what does that make you think about? Oh. Um, I mean, I, I I take it the same way. I take MJ the same way you do, mm-hmm. right? In terms of me, I always say, you know, I I aspire to be the MJ of teaching mathematics. Mm-hmm. I aspire to be the MJ of being a leader or a school administrator, right? And my bad, too. I said MJ, Michael Jordan, you know. <laughs> For okay. those of us, I know right. y'all know MJ, but, right. you, know. you know. And then, you know, the other immortal MJ in terms of Michael Jackson. But we, we're speaking in the sports realm. Yeah. Um, and the thing is, you know, even young people or people who are hearing this, they're like, maybe what's, what's great or so special about him, right? Right. But it's that mindset. Mm-hmm. It's that mindset of being great every day, regardless of situation and circumstance. Right. Being able to find something to call upon that, or uh, I'm sorry, that is going to allow you to manifest the best of yourself. Mm-hmm. Right. So for me, that is what MJ represents. Yeah. Um, is that why people wear sh- his shoes in different facets of life? Mm-hmm. Right. Because a lot of athletes come out with shoes, but a cat be leading the choir. In church <laughs> and got on some Jordans. Yeah, yeah. Cat stand there flat-footed and speak, preach, teach, mm-hmm. and be rocking some Jordans. I, I think I think it's beyond physical. Yeah. In that they can feel, um, they can feel and sense greatness. Mm-hmm. And we're not talking about the man, the person. Yeah. No, I'm not talking about that. Right. Right. I'm talking about that he's a, his basketball ability is the example. Right. Mm-hmm. But we're talking about a sheer force of energy of what greatness is. Yeah. We just happen because we have a limited um, 
use of the English language mm-hmm. and of, of of just words themselves, we just say MJ or we right. say Michael Jordan, right? Right. But it's really something greater and deeper than that. Yeah. He's just the, the face and the epitome of what greatness is. So if you're really studying it, it's sort of like what Kobe did. What makes Kobe wonderful and great and brilliant was he studied MJ to the point where he created his own um he cre- recreated his own se- own self yeah. through the mumble mentality, right? Right. Which was, I'm taking this force of energy mm-hmm. and let me figure it out to the point where I can use it for self. Mm. That's what MJ it represents to me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just like you go on to speak and knock folks across the head. Mm-hmm. Boom. You know, there's some cats who can go in the classroom and knock people across the head and teaching and whatever genre that you're in, entrepreneurs, whatever. If you, it's still the same energy, force of energy mm-hmm. that you want to take, that you want to tap into. Yeah. Right. That is what allows you again to keep going forward, gotcha. to not get complacent. Yeah. So, not to get too deep and smoky about this stuff, right? When you become complacent is when you cut off that energy source mm. from the universe, from mm. God. Yeah. Right? I'm good. God, I got enough. I'm full. I'm fat. Yeah. Straight. Right? Because what does that mean, though? When you're taking something in and not giving it out, mm. and when you get full, yeah, man. that means you've gotten lazy. Yeah, man. Because what you're getting, you're I supposed to give. about that. Right? So then you always got to be hungry. I got you. You know what I'm saying? Shout out Crawford Long Middle I just School. Saw that. You know, we just we fortunately have just um won three straight. Three at, straight. Atlanta City. Don't graze um, over that. Three straight. Shout out the Crawford Long Middle School football yeah. team. Yeah, yeah. We just three won straight. Three straight championships at City of Atlanta, right? Um you can't get hungry. I mean, you can't get full. Yeah. So the more we we get. Mm-hmm. When I say we, Coach Robert Printup, Brandon Simpson, um, the yes, more sir. we get, the more we give. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because it's, it's not just about coaching the young 7th graders, 8th graders that we have now. It's about ensuring that when they're ninth graders, 10th graders, still walking with them, 12th graders, some on going to college, mm-hmm. right? So the more that you get, the more that you give. Yeah. So the moment you feel like you've done enough, what you've done is done. you've gotten lazy. Done. You've stopped giving. Yeah. Yeah. Right, man. You've stopped, you, you've stopped the process. Yeah. The process stopped with you. Mm-hmm. The process of giving and getting, getting and giving. Right? So when you get complacent, yeah. just go on and say to yourself, I'm good. If if that's the truth you want to tell yourself. The moment you get complacent, you're saying to God, uh, I appreciate all that you've given me. Yeah. But you ain't got to give me no more. Yeah. It's and like, you, it's like catching a blessing and closing your hand, mm-hmm. right? You caught the blessing, you close your hand, but you can't open it up to receive even more. Right. And most of the time in life, that's what we do. We get to a certain place, close that hand. Boom. Things go well, close that hand. It's cool, it's cute. You've gotten yeah. to a certain point, but you've limited yourself in order to be open to receive more blessings and more opportunities to accomplish yeah. and soar. Yeah. Yeah. The blessing is supposed to flow through. Yeah. Not flow to. Yeah. Blessings don't through. come to you, they flow through you. Yes. Exactly. Just yeah. like with kids. Yeah. Kids come through you, they're not come they don't come to you. Hmm. Right. That's good. They you you just 
been given the assignment of preparing them to go out into the world and be a blessing to somebody else. Mm-hmm. I so, got you. Yeah. I got you. So, man, look. Um, <laughs> so I heard some oak that it, it piqued my interest, right? And it piqued my interest in such a way to where I was like, oh, okay. A cat said, man, this past year and a half with COVID, man, this thing been an inconvenience in my life. <laughs> I said, welcome to the club. I said, but be careful how you speak about it. Mm-hmm. He said, why? I said, I'm not saying that you can't speak about it. You should. I said, but be careful of the words you use to describe your experience because the words we often use to describe our experience usually becomes our experience. Yep. I said, I'm not saying that you can't complain or you can't say it's been an inconvenience because it probably has, as I'm sure it has been for us all. I said, but be careful of the words that you choose because the words we often choose usually dictate the perspective and the mind state that we have about certain things that we encounter. And so when we talk about words, oh, with you and your background in education, how important are the words that we use when we engage in dialogue, when we explain certain things, or even speak about people, situations, circumstances, just the power of words. The power, the power of words. I was having a conversation the other night uh, with my cousin. And, um, you know, I'm going to go here real mm-hmm. quick. I think somewhere in that book, the book we, we, the good book we read. Yes, sir. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, just, just so that I, I, I always profess who and where I am with, with the creator. So I don't care nothing about the rest of it, but the book that we read, mm-hmm. um, there's, uh, John, I think mm-hmm. it is. Yeah. Right. That's New Testament. Eh? <laughs> And and the first, you know, I think in the first first chapter, first verse or two, it says, "In the beginning there was the Word, mm-hmm. and the Word was God, yeah. and the Word was with, with God." God. Yeah. So, to me, what I think about is with what you just asked: the Word. Mm-hmm. How powerful is the Word? If the Word is being connotated with God, then that must be all power. Mm. Mm. I'm, I'm just let that sit right there. Mm. I ain't no, I'm not a theologian or whatever that word is. <laughs> theologian. Uh, a preacher or none of yeah. that stuff. But what I do know mm-hmm. is from uh, from an African traditional standpoint, we have this term we call the power of no more. Okay. Which is the power of words. Yeah. Meaning you speak things into existence. Mm-hmm. Nothing happened until it was spoken. Mm. Right? Yeah. That's why it starts. That's why John first chapter, first verse starts out with, mm. "In the beginning it was the word, and the word was God." In the beginning it was the word. Yeah. Right. So then you must start out with speaking it, mm-hmm. writing it, saying it, thinking it. It's the word. That's the manifestation. Now, what you decide to manifest again, that's one of the gifts God gave you. Yeah. You can manifest your destiny. Yeah. 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 Now, not in isolation and not alone, but it starts out, I said, in the beginning was the word. But it also mm-hmm. says, uh, you know, about work. Yeah. Right? So you got to work to manifest it, but yeah. that comes second mm. or third. Yeah. 
You know what I'm saying? But primarily, it's the word. Yeah. Then secondarily and tertiary is mm-hmm. your actions and all of that. But you got to first speak it. Got to speak it. Believe it. Speak it. Believe it. Right? So is it an inconvenience or is it an opportunity? Mm. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Speak right? it. You got to speak it. Speak it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That yeah. W- See, when you, when you say to a person, I love you, uh-huh. what you're really saying is I'm affirming mm-hmm. the God that's in you. Yes. Yes. Right? Not from a a, a a selfish or a self-centered standpoint. What you're saying is, I see God in you. That, that's what I love yeah. right now. Namaste. Yes. The God in me, see the God in, in you. you. Yes. Yeah. I'm with you. Right. So it's, it's, it's the power of no more. Yeah. The power of no more. Um, being able, you speak things into existence. Yeah. You speak your reality. It's good and bad. Right. Work both ways. Yes. Whether we see it that way or not. Right. right. The, the yin and yang, yes, it can be good, bad. Yeah. So you want to speak health. Mm-hmm. You want to speak health Look, in, into your reality. Something um, something happened to me last week, Oak, and um, I'm trying to figure out how to interpret it. And maybe maybe you can help and assist me with it. You don't know nothing right? about that. <laughs> so I spoke in a place uh, last week, organization, and um, the organization, man, was great, beautiful, first class. Everything went well. Um, presentation went great. Standing ovation. Cool. Experience, awesome. Afterwards, greeting the people. Awesome encounters. And a guy comes up and says, um, man, um, I really enjoyed that. I really enjoyed that. But I got to be honest, I didn't expect that from you. All right? Mm-hmm. And he shook my hand mm-hmm. and exited. Mm-hmm. And I looked at him, right? As he's exiting? Yeah, uh-huh. as he's exiting. And I'm like, what did you expect? What did you expect? Based upon what? What was the perception? What was the perspective? What did you expect? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. I'm on the plane flying back home. Like, what did he expect? Right? Talk to my wife about it. What did he expect? I said, so let me bring it to the good doctor. Let me bring it to Mr. Miyagi. <laughs> no, sir. No, sir. No, sir. Um... I think that the answer to what he expected is obvious. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. The look. Yeah. The hair. Yeah. The vernacular. Mm-hmm. You know. The 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 arena in terms of the backstory. Yeah. Athletics, whatever, yep. whatever. Okay, cool. That's what he expected. Mm-hmm. Based off of um, you know, the race and all of this, that and the other. Yeah. Did you? Male, black male, woo woo woo. Mm-hmm. Whatever. The question for me is, um, what does it matter? Mm-hmm. Right? In the sense of, that's one of those classic, it's a you issue in terms of it wasn't what he expected, mm-hmm. or it's a him issue. It's a you issue in terms of how does that, if that shifts my perception of myself. Right. 
and how do I move forward mm-hmm. in terms of um, um, putting forth this notion of who and what we are in terms of people who identify themselves like you. Right. Right. So he expected what he sees from a um, social media standpoint, from mm-hmm. a media standpoint, from a TV, from a movie, whatever, whatever, that he happens to partake in. That's what he expected. So mm-hmm. you, you're you not that. Right. Cool. That's surface level. Yep. To me, that's surface level. Right? What's a little bit beyond the surface is um, I wonder will he now go back and reevaluate mm-hmm. his expectations and why he expected what he expected. Right. Right? It's not so much of that you presented something that he didn't expect. The mm. question is, now that you have been presented, you have been shown the light. Yeah. That there is some articulation, there is some brilliance, there's some wondrousness, mm-hmm. some divinity in this presentation right here. How does he go back and now and reevaluate life for for him himself? Right. Right? Then that's cool. That's something we don't have control over. What we do have control over is now how do you move forward? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do you go about um, shifting or not shifting uh, the way in which you impact and present yourself mm-hmm. and and uh, present who we are yeah. to people who may not know? Yeah. It right. inspired me, man. Exactly. That's why I, I was going to. Like, that's a one. Now you yeah. understand you have a, another platform, another wonderful opportunity to be uh, divine for folks who may not be exposed yeah. to to what divinity looks like in this form. No doubt. Yeah. yeah. It inspired me, man. Like, I'm, I'm already, like, inspired when I walk into a room to present for a number of reasons. But, you know, when the comment was made, like, I peep game. I know what time it is. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll play I'll play a game with a cat in terms of reverse psychology just to check his temperature. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And so it inspired me in such a way to where every time I go in a room to present anyway, I feel as if I'm stored in the opportunity mm-hmm. for the brother that's coming behind me that looks like me. Right? I'm not there to stay. I'm just passing through. God bless me with the opportunity in this moment. Do my best possible job. So when my brother come behind me and get the opportunity, he gets it. Mm-hmm. Right? To expand, to elevate even more for the next cat that's coming behind him. To get it, to expand, to elevate even more. And so it inspired me. You know what I'm saying? To do it in such a way to where when my counterpart comes behind me, it's like, hey, man, I laid it out for you. Do what you do, right? And so I didn't take offense to it right? because you can't, I don't know you, exactly. right? You can't offend me. I don't know you. I don't know nothing about you, yeah. right? But it inspired me even more yeah. to press forward and onward. Because it's, it's, it's the idea, it's the concept that we're really, you know, toiling around with, not the person. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's not personal. Never personal. Right. Like Nino, always business. Yeah. 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 Or or I like to say it's always spiritual. Yeah. It's always spiritual. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because as I say all the time, everything is me and my contract with God, me and my conversation with God, you the benefactor. Yeah. You just happen to be the benefactor. Yeah. Right? That's why everything is a you issue. Mm-hmm. You know, and that 
that's it comes off as the most or could be the most callous statement. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's the most loving statement that I can give. Everything is a you issue. You have every you have the opportunity every day mm-hmm. to cultivate your relationship with God. Yes, that's a you issue. It's a you issue. Yeah. So it, um, as as I've you know just been thinking about just going back and reminiscing, I, I came across a couple of proverbs that I wanted to shoot your way. Yeah. And um, just just get your thought on them and just put them out there. Yes, sir. And and you know proverbs have different topics or genres. This one is is more along the the line of wisdom, right? Um, it's two, it's two. Uh, uh, someone, if I were to say, or a proverb, the proverb says, I don't care what nobody has to say, say the fool. Mm. I don't care what nobody has to say, says the fool. Mm-hmm. How does that hit you? What, 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 are, what are we trying to say right here? You've um, you've cutting off the faucet of learning. Mm. Like I believe any and everybody can teach you something. Now what that something is is different for everybody. Right. But I firmly believe any and everybody can teach you something. And so the moment you say you don't care what nobody has to say, you cutting off the faucet of learning and evolving and growing. Mm-hmm. Because the person that you may think can't tell you nothing probably can teach you more about life than anybody. Yeah. And so just being open, man, like mm-hmm. that's what comes to mind. Be open yeah. to lessons, to the universe, to God, to people, and how things can show up to teach you not only something about life, but something about yourself, right? Challenging, right? What we always talk about, always be willing to challenge and examine what you think you know to be true, mm-hmm. Right? And so the moment you say, I don't care what nobody got to say, says the fool, you cut off the faucet of learning, evolving, and growing. Okay. Okay. I, I can pick up what you're putting down. Yeah. The foundation of wisdom is to transcend earthly experiences, not to wallow in it. Elaborate on that. The I want to found- hear your thought The foundation of wisdom is to transcend earthly experience, not to wallow in it. Talk to me. Um, those things that we encounter, mm-hmm. right? Whether they're joyous, whether they're hurtful, yep. right? Wisdom, meaning uh, being able to see beyond the obvious by heeding the words of the elders, mm-hmm. right? Being able to tap into so, the people around you to allow you to see these earthly experiences for what they are. Gotcha. Right? To not take this situation personal that somebody may have went off on you, right? Mm-hmm. Or... The, today just didn't go your way, yeah. right? You just had a bad day. To see that as, okay, what am I supposed to get from it? Just, you know, just the nature of our dialogue, period, yeah. point blank, since, since the beginning, is that we are pressing to transcend these earthly experiences mm-hmm. as opposed to wallowing in it. It's not going my way, then I'm going to respond negatively mm-hmm. or I'm going to respond in an unhealthy way, which is, going, which is going to cascade into other events and circumstances that are not going to be helpful and beneficial to me. Yes. Right? Wallowing that, those things that happen to me. It's, it's akin to, you know, the adage of 90% of, uh, you know, 
10% of what happens to me, 90% of how I respond, respond to, to it, it, whatever, right? So you're, you're taking these experiences that we have on, in an earthly form, in a human form, mm -hmm. transcending them and being able to see what spiritual value they have for you. Mm. Yes. What that's emotional good. value they have for you. How am I able to take this situation that's presented to me and transcend it mm -hmm. to a place of exalting myself? Exalting others around me, right, yeah, and not wallow in it and fall and succumb to it from a negative standpoint. That's good. So I'm picking up what you're putting down. That's it, man. That's it. I um, got you. So as we close out, Inc., as I yes, said, um, I'm gonna give us an assignment. Okay. What we got? We got so for the next 14 days, whatever whoever hears this, we we welcome that you join in on it, right? Um, writing it down. The challenge is three to write or type three hand handwritten or or three authentic notes of affirmation uh, to your people, whoever your people are, your circle, that's family, that's friends, that's coworkers, whoever they may be. Three notes a day to three okay. different people. Right for fourteen days straight. Be intentional about it. Think about it. Oh. Like, what is it? What's the gift of this person? What's the beauty of this person? How wonderful is this person? Right. Yes, sir. And try not to be there when they receive it. Mm -hmm. Meaning, be intentional about just dropping it off. Gotcha. Right. And watch how, describe how, take note of how God begins to work in your life as a result of that. It's good. Look for the peace. Look for the tranquility. Look for the fulfillment that is going to bring you in it. Now that just, I, I, I'm, all, I'm, all, I'm all the way out there on the limb on this now. <laughs> on, on the for real, there's just something that came to me. Like, man, what if we just, just for 14 days straight, just, just let people know exactly what we think and how we feel about them. Yes. You know, it could be two people. It can be three people. It can be four people. So we, we're not getting caught up in the three. I just said three as a. Just yeah. throwing out the number, right? Right. But just be intentional about your folks. Yeah. Your circle of people. Mm -hmm. Right. Just uplifting them. Let's see, let's see how the spirit works. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm game. I got you. Yeah. So good people, good people. Man, we greatly appreciate your time. Oh uh, man, it's been an honor to serve you. Privilege, pleasure. And thank you so much, my good brother. As always, man. Yes, sir. Nothing but love, honor, and respect. No, what what you supposed to say? Well, you supposed to say something. You supposed to do this whole be show sure. the social media for show, sure. <laughs> like we say down here for show for sure. Now be sure to man um, like, comment, subscribe, and share. You know, at your convenience, we would greatly appreciate it. Yeah, and thank you for your time. Thank you so much. Peace. Peace.